All right, Dad, you ready? I'm ready. Awesome. So this is Mad About Sports. I am Nicole Madison, and I'm here with my co-host and dad. David A. Madison. Awesome. How are you doing on this Memorial Day? I'm doing awesome. I actually thought today was Sunday the entire day. Like, I just believed it was Sunday. Like, I saw cars outside of Chick-fil-A, and I was like, oh, my God, the world is really ending because they're closed on Sundays. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. We have to take a little time out because of the fact that I do know a lot of brothers and sisters who have uh, sacrificed their lives okay. and uh, brothers and sisters who have uh, put it out for us. I have to take this moment to thank them. Absolutely. Both of, the, both of my grandfathers fought, right? Uh, yes, they did uh, in World War II. So boom. Yes. Uh, I did not participate in the Vietnam War. Thank God. I'm happy to. <laughs> Three, two, six. Right. Oh, is that your lottery number? Yes. Okay. Nice, there's, nice. There's two numbers that I remember. Three twenty. Uh, three, two, three? Three, two, three is the other one. Yes. <laughs> Best number out there. No doubt about it. All right. So you want to, well, you have anything else to say or you want to jump right in? Let's get, let's just busy. Let's, let's get busy. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. <laughs> so the NBA, we're first going to start with that. They're supposed to start practice back June 1st, right? Yeah, they'll, they'll open up the camps uh, June 1st for um, the players to have some sort of organized practice. Okay. Uh, they're still undecided about whether or not, well, they, they, I think they pretty have a good idea where they're going to play. Got it, okay. They're going to play down in uh, Disney World in Orlando, Florida. That is Disney World. You're right. Disneyland is in L.A. Right. Yep. That's crazy. So everybody's going down there to play, or they're starting practice there. I believe what they don't exactly know this, how the uh, playing schedule is going to be. Okay. If they're going to just go right into the playoffs, or they're going to have some games uh, for the um, lower seeds to possibly get into so that the players can get into a rhythm. Is it going to be uh, just like the NCAA? They really don't know the dynamics of how uh, they're going to go on with their season. Got it. And but into, they, into the playoffs. But they want to get started regardless. They don't right. know the dynamics, but they're just going to do it. Exactly. Okay. that's And I saw that LeBron has been holding practices regardless. Did you see that? Yes. You know, <laughs> you know, well, he, he, he has a place at his house in yeah. L.A., he has two of them out there that he probably could have hold a daggone tournament there. That is a fact. <laughs> that he's probably got courts on courts. Right, like, <laughs> right, right. They could do it at his house. No doubt about it. And get tested there, too. Right, exactly. So when they start the season, do you think they'll have fans? No. I don't think so, either. So I was listening to another podcast, and I kind of want to hear your opinion of it. So they were talking about, so if they don't have fans... Everybody should be mic'd up and we could at least hear the audio. Like, no edits, so like, all explicit, just hear them talking. What do you think about that? Since there's no fans there, that I feel like that's the least they could do. Well, they're going to have to find some way to spin this. Yeah. And that sounds like a good spin because uh, there, there is some structure to a basketball game. Right. And uh, for us people who are mad about sports... Right. <laughs> we would probably, no doubt about it, want to hear the in, inside uh, talk about what they're planning. Right. Um, and the trash talk on, this, on the court? Well, there, there's always going to be trash talking, but I, I, I feel that there's a little bit more to it than trash talking. I, I like to see some of the thought processes. Because right. LeBron James... Thinks through a game. 
Oh, yeah, you can tell. And, you can and, definitely tell that. MJ was a thought thinker, too. He he was somebody who he thought it was personal and took it personal and, and then made it personal. And still <laughs> keeps it personal. Right. He still holds grudges right, to right, this right. day. To this day. But. I'll have to get to a point later on but uh, about the dominoes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, what was it? It was after the last dance After the last dance with yeah. uh, Stephen, Stephen A. Smith. Smith. Right, yeah. right, right. No, we, go ahead. Make your point uh, right now since we're we talking were, about basketball. We were watching out the last dance ended on last Sunday. Right. And Stephen A. Smith had a special after the dance, and he had... Um, Anthony Anderson. Anthony Anderson from Blackish. Yeah. And he said he had, was close friends to Michael Jordan. And they right. were... They were like on an island They were together. in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. And um, Michael challenged him to some dominoes. Yeah, and he beat him. He beat him three times in a row. <laughs> now... And, and Michael took it seriously. He didn't talk to him for the for rest, the of, the rest time. of the time. And uh, Stephen Ace came back and says, well, who was the, you're the greatest domino player of all? And he says, no, no, my mom's the greatest because she taught me. Right. And you wanted to remind me that you were the greatest. <laughs> I, I did teach <laughs> you how to play dominoes. You chose that moment to say that you were the greatest. Do- you're like, just like he said his mom, you have to remember that me, your dad, is the greatest dominoes. <laughs> I taught you well. <laughs> As you can see about sports also. No, no, no. You tell me more about sports. I am not an awesome dominoes player. I can play dominoes. That's I'm just not the greatest of all time. It takes time. You're right. You're right. It does take time. But I like that one. Okay. And then you also had a good point about um, moving on from practice in the NBA. Um, Gina Ford is actually suing Zion. What do you think about that? She wants $100 million. For that is a lot of money. <laughs> breach your contract. So... He didn't really breach the contract, though, because she's the one who came out first, right? She's the one who said Zion was getting money. She kind of breached the contract. And then he admitted to it. He was like, yeah, it was me. I did it. Yep. Well, I don't know exactly if she's the one that dropped the dime on Zion. Okay. But evidently, there is something that made her feel that it was necessary. He might have gotten another agent. Right. And she felt slighted. Right. And because she felt slighted, there's a possibility that she would have dropped a dime on him then. Right. And then, after dropping a dime on him, wanting $100 million to breach a contract. So my thing is, I heard about this story first regarding her. Okay. Like, I didn't see Zion said this, that, and the third. I saw Zion's agent, this, happened. And then afterwards, I saw Zion admits to it, basically. But was it, was he still was he still under contract so that's with the, her? That's a really good question, and, and that's the whole thing. Right, right. It's all about the contracts. We don't really know the premise of their contracts. So you're right. He probably did, but like a hundred million. You know, he's probably not getting paid paid like that yet to no, give her a hundred million. But there's a possibility he has a sh- insurance on him. Oh yeah, true. And that may be able to cover, depending on how the insurance is worded, that it might deal with that type of issue. That is a lot of... Honestly, I would settle. I would like have to go to her like, listen, yo, if we give you like $5 million cash, can you just stop? We've got to bring your mom in on this. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> this is the one thing this she is, would where's she Judy so at, helpful. Where's Judy at when we need her? <laughs> right. <laughs> this would be so helpful to have right, mom. Right, right. We'll have to consult her after, right. after the show and come back next week with the updates. Maybe we'll have her give have us her some... 
Come on, real quick. Yeah, have it come through. All right, so this is what you had. You we're gonna move on to baseball now. Right. You said that there's a 4.4 million average salary. That's the average salary of, of a baseball player that makes it to the major leagues. And I'm glad you said that though, because a lot of times you only see the big numbers, like you see 500 million. Right. But you don't see like the at like the smaller side because they only promote the big one. So I personally thought that baseball players were making like at least 30 mil or more. I didn't realize it was that low. Well, that's the problem right now because the man at uh, the owners. I'm not going to say management. Well, they're the same peoples uh, right. are trying to. Put that on baseball players, right? And make them look like the bad guys that uh, they want their money guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the major league owners want the players to come back to the negotiating table instead of going with the contract that they signed for. Mm-hmm. Um, now come up with a 50-50 split because they don't know exactly when uh, the season is going to happen and what type right. of monies that they're going to have. So the owners are trying to look like they're poor. These are billionaires. Right, I was about to say, the people who are making the most are trying to, trying to act like they don't have nothing in their pockets. <laughs> yeah, the, the old rope dope You know, yeah. it's crazy. See, the players needs to just sit back and be cool and not make a lot of noise because there have been a couple of players that have been uh, speaking out that we're not going to take any monies, cuts right. or anything like that. Yeah. And it... And the owners are just sitting back mm-hmm. and saying nothing. So because the owners are saying nothing, the players need to equally say nothing. nothing. Yeah, exactly. Because now the owners like plan to make it seem like they're the poor ones is working because they're not they're not responding to the players. That's the I old, get it. That's see? The old <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Like it. I get like it. it. I see yeah. that. No, yeah. I t- I definitely agree. And hopefully, honestly. As I said before, baseball, I don't, me personally, I don't think they'd be able to survive without this season. It'll be very difficult. Yeah. And um, it, I hope they don't go down that road. It'll be like the XFL. No, the XFL. Uh, <laughs> no fault of. It, no, the, no, it's no fault of theirs. The, but it if, was a virus. Yeah, no, no, no. But if baseball missed this season, it might be the same type of situation. They might go out. Yeah, it's, it looks that way. But again, you know, there's so much money that's already tied up in the baseball. That's true. And there is that, there's no real void to, to, to fit in mm-hmm. for baseball in the summer. That's true. That What else would be yeah, on? Yeah, the boys you're of right. summer's right. I see that. I could, okay, so, you're right, you're right. They, they, they have their niche. Right. Uh, I am a baseball fan. I know. And so it, I would miss it. No doubt I know you would. I like to go to baseball games, I do watch baseball. I do like to go to baseball games, so I will say that. I do, too. It's, you can't beat it. No, you can't. So, I know this topic is very near and dear to you. The Rooney Rule for the NFL. We're going to move on to the NFL now. Well, the you Rooney like Rule, uh, the NFL is trying to uh, undo about 400 years. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny. Right, I know it's not funny. I mean, right now we can laugh about yeah, it because we're yeah. we're past that point. Yeah, because, but it is the NFL. No, it is the NFL. Yes. Of and and trying to uh, bring more black coaches coaches into the not only coaches 
but also people in the front office. Okay. General managers. Yes. Uh, into the game. And that's going to be a very difficult plight because of the fact, as I started earlier, mm-hmm. the 400 years of this type of mentality. Right. I don't want to bring in William Roden. Right, uh, yeah, four, yeah. $40 million slave. Abs- no. I feel So it's crazy. Sidetrack really quick. Um, in my group chat, The Man Cave, I brought up $40 million slave. Right. And one of the guys was like, um, you're not a slave if you're getting paid. They're getting paid these millions of dollars. These slaves weren't getting paid anything. Right. Right. That was his argument. My thing was, um, it's not about the payment. It's about the mentality. Wow, See, that's good stuff. Like that? yeah. I like that. Um, I like especially that. Because like for a long time, I only viewed um, like boxing more so as like slave-like because like in The Invisible Man, he got thrown into like the fight. You've gone into Ralph Ellison and Invisible <laughs> Man? Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> no, because this is the one part yeah. that stuck out when he thought he was going to be... Um, he thought he was going to go to make a presentation and he ended up boxing yes, for his life. I know so, that. So I always think of boxing as that. So now seeing as the NFL could be like that, it's a mentality and the fact that they can't get into a higher job. But that was like my little side note. But go back to the Rooney Rule. <laughs> wow. Once you said that, I had to like do a slight. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> Nicole, slight little history. I'm, I'm absolutely. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite books, <laughs> Invisible Man. You give reference? To, wow, that's good. Love you for that. I'm, I'm glad you did. Love you for that. <laughs> but going back to that, like, it's the mentality. So I, I don't think, my only issue was this, was the fact that they have to, like, guide them into giving a black person or a person of color a okay. chance. Give, give them a, some an, sort incentive. Of a, like, an incentive. Like, that's what's crazy. Right. Exactly. Like, they should right. be able to just hire somebody, a minority, anybody, a person of color without anything. And it goes again with the mentality and, and, and the, the comfort level of that, this, the psychological piece right. that, that uh, institutional racism has on this country and the entities because football is an entity of, oh, yeah. of, uh, within this country. Absolutely. So, uh, But what do you think about that? Do you think them incentivizing the manager? Oh, uh, it's the, crazy. The I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't even want to think about that. I think it's wild, too. I'm not uh, definitely they, not they, a fan. You know, but I'm going to get right back to the invisible man. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> No, I'm serious. I know. I mean, you have me reading all these books, so. <laughs> but to make the analogy of that nature, that's Cause I, really cause that's what I Because that's my default, right? But, like, everybody I talk to is like, oh, but football, too. And I never looked at it as football, too, until, right. like, you know, like, the draft and the combine and all that. I never really saw it like that. And then when once they made that announcement that they have to put an incentive in. How, how about this? How about the NFL draft? Like an auction block No, that's what I'm saying. Slavery. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh. the combine. But I never thought about it like that. So, but so once this happened, it instantly like went back and I was like, oh, they're right. Because like, like Keita would say that, Eric would say that. They would all say like, oh, but football is kind of trash too. And I ne- Because I have such a love for football, I never right. saw it until this happened. So, and like keep on the trash track. <laughs> what they're doing with Dak. And his contract. It's a travesty. Right. Uh, first of all, 
we don't know exactly on either side. And this is a point that uh, we have to start really thinking about. Who negotiates for who? Right. Um, Dak's uh, size not telling him us what the guarantee money is. Right. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it just looks like he's rejecting everything. Uh, Dallas and, and um, yacht riding. Um, what's the coach? Uh, the owner? Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones and his $250 million yacht. Right. Uh, <laughs> is not telling us what the, what the uh, guarantee salary is. Right. I because think they're that's, making, yeah. that's where the, that's, that's the bottom line. Right. Um, if they're going to offer him, uh, say, let's just say out of the top of our head, a uh, $125 million contract, mm-hmm. but only $75 million is guaranteed. I mean, it's not only when you're talking about No, it's not only, but comparative to... Carson? Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. who got $125 million Guaranteed. It was $105 million guaranteed. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. The guaranteed money is where it's at. Yeah. But um, what has Dak done? Like, I get Carson is trash. Not, he's not no, trash. No, no, he's no. A Carson's great, good. They're, yeah. they're all good players. He, yeah. It's, it's the fact that we, we get back to the point that uh, do they want a black man mm-hmm. to be the highest paid quarterback in the league? No. Absolutely not. So? No, but I don't even... So, like, out of all of the people, it probably should be, like, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson... Because he is there. Right, exactly. So that's who, like, what Dak didn't show that he's worth all of that money. You know what I mean? And then they brought in Andy Dalton. So it looks like they're ready to get him out of there. But I do believe he should get back money. So you're right. That guaranteed money is important, especially because they brought in Andy Dalton. So look, because it looks like his job is kind of like on the way out. No, they're not going to let Dalton take his position. You don't think so? No. Uh, they're not that crazy. Okay. <laughs> uh, Andy Dalton's a, um, a a good NFL quarterback, but he's not at the level of Dak. And um, Dak is also younger, so he right. has yeah. Right. I could, all right, I misspoke there. Um, but the, again, uh, they're trying to rope dope people. Yeah. And but uh, it's unfortunate that that's where Dak is, and uh, it's a lot of Jerry Jones, and it's a lot of uh, the. Mentality, as we said earlier, of, <laughs> the, NFL, for that. <laughs> of the NFL That's owners, true. yeah, uh, they just kind of have an issue, um, and I don't know when America will get to a point where they'll get beyond that issue of race that in our true. society. But it'll it'll take some time. <sighs> yeah. But on a lighter note, okay, sky cams. Sky cams. Yes. <laughs> XFL. Yes. We saw it firsthand. It was, you know, I have, to, I have to say one thing. Go ahead. We experienced something so unique. I know. I'm so and mad it's okay I am, still. I, I am so um, disappointed that, unfortunately, that this virus came through mm-hmm. uh, because the XFL was on to something new. Um, I kind of feel badly for it. it's gone bankrupt right. but they've had the NFL to think about something Some changes. That, yeah. <laughs> that they were doing right. and the we talked about this last week a little bit yeah. about the officials in the sky yeah now the NFL are thinking about having this official in the sky that they want to 
they'll they probably take on. Take on. And yeah. that, that was an XFL uh, piece. And I they should was, try and take on as much pieces of the XFL as they can because they... I really enjoyed how fast it was, how fast that. paced it was. And I also looked at the safety piece because there was something also on the negotiating table on what they were going to do with onside kicks. Oh, yeah, how they you have to wait until somebody catches it to move? Well, they're thinking no. about uh, initiating a 4th and 15 rule. If, oh, okay. If you, if you score a touchdown, mm-hmm. you'll get the ball on the, your opponent's... 25 or whatever, yeah. and it'd be 4th and 5th, have a one-shot deal to, to move forward, instead okay. of having an onside kick. Got it. But okay. I like the XFL. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the other side. Now, the ahead. XFL had, remember they had the, you had everybody at a line. And oh, you, you could pick a point? No, everybody, all the players were all, along the line, and they couldn't move. Oh, yeah. That's a punt return, though. That was a kickoff. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, you couldn't move. You couldn't but move. Because apparently most people get hurt during that time. Those collisions. That's where it's, I thought you were going yeah, no, with that no, part. Yeah. yeah, because that's where like a lot of the injuries come from. So to right. have everybody wait until the ball is caught and then move, that's interesting. So um, hopefully that they'll incorporate at least the, the official in the sky from the yeah. XFL. Absolutely. And so on to our new segment. I'm excited for this one. Old school versus new school. We have we're going Randall, kind of, right? We're doing quarterback edition of new school, old school versus new school, and it's uh, Randall Cunningham versus Michael Vick. That was a good one. That is a good one to start off the. That the, was you again. Well, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that I I was thinking about Randall Cunningham for some odd reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call him the ultimate weapon. Yeah. This man came out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Right. He's still there in Nevada. No, yeah. No, and his daughter is. Um, Made the Olympic team as a high jumper. And yeah. his son also plays football. Yeah. But um, <laughs> let's get back to Randall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Randall, not only could he pass the ball. Right. But he could run the ball. And he could kick the ball. And he could cut <laughs> the ball. Yeah. He could literally do it all. He, he was the ultimate weapon. Yeah. Unfortunate. Mm-hmm. At the time, the, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, were in the hunt. They had a great team. No, yeah. They did. With Randall? Uh, Randall Cunningham yes. at the quarterback. But the the head coach was... Uh, I don't remember the head coach at the uh, time. He, was, he, came out of, he came out of Chicago Bears. Yeah. He, he was a Chicago Bears defensive coach. Um, and he became this uh, Eagles... Head coach. Uh, that was Buddy Ryan. Yes. And Buddy Ryan um, had the 46 defense with um, one of the... One of the I'm not going to say the greatest defensive uh, teams ever <laughs> assembled because the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, Steel I, knew, I was waiting for it. I, I was know, like, but, he can't uh, say this. No, no, but the uh, Eagles. Uh, no, he, <laughs> but Buddy Ryan had a 46 defense, and at the Bears were they were serious. They, oh yeah, they went like 13 and one that year. That's crazy. But uh, Buddy Ryan came to, to the Eagles right with a defensive mind, mm-hmm. and he told Randall Cunningham, "I only I, give me three Good offensive plays, yeah. and the defense was shut down. And the, and the Eagles had a dynamite defense that year. Right. Reggie White was there. Simmons was They had a good squad. They had a good squad. a lot of people. Yeah, that's They had a good squad. And he said, uh, Randall, just give me a, a, a couple of plays. Uh, he wasn't a positive-minded coach. So if, I think if Randall, that's probably, yeah, that's if Randall could have had a good 
uh, offensive coordinator, but he had great skills. Right. No, he did. He so skills. Michael Vick also had great skills. And when we saw him, it was uh, post-prison. Right. And he still was killing it. However, um, I'm actually going to have to go with Randall Cunningham still. I was watching some highlights this morning, and like he, he could do anything. Like, yes, Mike Vick could move with the ball. He didn't just stay in the pocket and wait. Um, so his movement was awesome, too. And he had amazing skill, but Randall could do it all. Yeah, Randall was six foot three, <laughs> and weighed about two fifteen. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Now, Mike Vick probably ran about a four two forty four three forty. Mike Mike was not slow. No, no, no. He could move. And that left handed rifle that he had. Yeah. Some folks just couldn't hold on to the football. That's right. He would put it on, folks. People right. just couldn't hold it. No, that's true. But that's what Randall I'm was such a phenomenal athlete, and um, I would have to say, in the comparison with old school, new school, mm-hmm. gotta go old school, Randall Cunningham. So I want to bring a newer school person who kind of moves like Michael Vick. Okay, Lamar Jackson. How do you feel about him? Do you feel like you could compare him, like, to bring a newer school, Randall Cunningham versus Lamar Jackson? Do you think? You're still taking right That is a newer school. Yeah, just to bring it up more up to speed. I know, you know, he's only like two, three years in no, the league. He's only about 22 years old. Yeah. Uh, or no, he just got drafted. So he's this is his second year, right? But he was drafted when he was like 19. Yeah. Okay, so he's he's got a couple years. He's I think still, he was a, I think he was the youngest Heisman Trophy winner ever. I believe that. And I think it was 19 at the time. Yeah. Lamar Jackson's a bad man. Right. No, he and, is. He kills And him. um and you're right. He may be now school. Yeah, now school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's tough because, you know, Mike Vick and Randall were both Eagles at one point. Right. I know Vick started on the Falcons right. but and then went to the Steelers. Um, but just to do like a new school, I guess I could kind of see Lamar. So what do you think? Lamar Jackson or Randall? I still have to go with Randall Cunningham. Me too. He's he's a, he's that, incredible. The man had that ninety yard punt. Right. <laughs> Throw the ball at seventy yards. He was. He could literally do it all. He was pitching on Sports Illustrated. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah. High stepping over a six foot four linebacker from the New York Giants named Bank. Yeah. He was the ultimate weapon. No, he was. He was good. So before we get into Damn Right or Nixit, you have a hint of golf. You've got like a little sprinkle of golf that just oh. happened? Uh, yesterday, uh, Tiger Woods mm-hmm. and uh, Manning. Yeah, played against. Played against Mickelson and Brady. That's so interesting. And believe it or not, it was it was really interesting golf. It sounds interesting. You've not got a, football and golf mixed together. Not only that, uh, you've, you've seen the talent of, of these individuals. Uh, uh, Manny and and uh, and Brady. Right. They they were they showed some of their talent, and these are big people. Yeah. These both Manning and and and, and um, Brady. Brady is about six foot people. five. Yeah, absolutely. They're not small at all. You know, <laughs> you know um, um, Tiger and Mickelson. It, they, they may be about six one, six two. Right. But they're not six five. No, exactly. You can tell somebody who's six five next to it. Yes. It was good overall. Right. Yeah. It was good over. I mean they showed their talent. They showed out. They showed out. And they made a lot of money. And who won? Uh Tiger and Manning. Good to know. And um 
by one stroke. Oh, so it was close. That it must was have been nice to and watch. Again, remember we were talking about miking up uh, coaches during the uh, NBA games? Yeah. And the, the whole huddle. Everybody should be miked up, yeah. Well, they miked up uh, all the golfers. Oh, so that, that even that made and it a they, little bit better. They, they were actually looking at different approaches to different shots. Mm-hmm. And they gave the, the insight of how uh, a, a green will be moving to a left or right yeah. or whatever. So they gave you a little bit more insight about the game. Oh, that's uh, good. Uh, so it was interesting. I, I, I appreciate it. I'm glad you – I don't do golf. But let's pop right into Damn Right or Nixit. We only have two today. We're running short on time. Um, so we have the NCAA. They voted to allow student-athletes back on campus on June 1st. Right. Damn right, or nix it? Nix it? I nix it, too. But you have the background story for it, too. Well, right now, I just got off, I just seen that the uh, University of Michigan Mm -hmm. uh, president said if they do not have students on campus, there will be no sports on campus. Exactly. So why are they bringing these kids on if there might not be sports? It's too soon, I feel like. Not only is it too soon, uh, but... I feel that it sends a bad message, right. especially during these challenging times. Yes, uh, we're, this country is opening up, which I feel is a little bit too soon with right. this virus p- piece, but to have uh, something of uh, college sports or any sports per se mm-hmm. to start uh, having uh, fans... They probably won't have, but that's interesting how college would work because it's a lot of times it's the students too, and if they're not on, as you said, if the students aren't on campus, they're not going to have sports. So why would they get these kids ready to play and they might not play? Well, that may be a misnomer, uh, especially like with people like Michigan, Penn State, these large institutions. Yeah, alumni come to the to the games too, and they're coming from different parts of the country. That's true. And you don't know exactly what they're going to bring to that environment. Right, exactly. So that's my biggest concern where you don't have a vaccine for this virus. Right. Uh, You don't necessarily have testing for individuals. Mm -hmm. So we have to be sensitive to humanity. At the end of the day, absolutely. I'm nixing that too. And then, keeping on that same topic, Reggie Bush said student athletes should not get paid. Are you with him or against him? Damn right they shouldn't, or nix it, they should. Well, I'm going to nix Reggie Bush for saying anything of that nature. Right, I'm nixing it too. We're, because we're in here, agreement here. here they, they, they took the Heisman Trophy from you. He's probably bitter about it still. He, <laughs> He's probably also bitter that he couldn't get play, paid when he was a college athlete. <laughs> he was getting paid when he was a college that's, athlete. That's why they took away all his stuff. Exactly. So, so you know, it's just like like gambling, when it, how it's legal now and how it wasn't then. He's probably mad because now it's legal. <laughs> oh, now all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. Oh, now oh, you no, can you get just, paid? Well, can well, I get my trophy back? <laughs> right, right. And, and, and I... I you know, Reggie Bush was an outstanding ball player from USC, and no doubt about it, he probably wasn't the only person that wasn't was, wasn't getting paid. But for him to come out Insane. now yeah. and talk about character right. and, and, right. and character, right? <laughs> I'm mixing it too. Where, where were you with character? And right. It, was when it, it was about you, you, where was 
the yeah. character. You, you see those dollar bills, you didn't make exactly. Any where was your character yeah. at? And where's your Heisman? Right, Reggie. Reggie. <laughs> I'm definitely in agreement with Thanks. you. So to wrap up here, what are you mad about? I'm mad about the NFL owners mm-hmm. trying to pull the wool over the fans and people's eyes right. about giving an incentive of draft picks mm-hmm. on NFL potential players in order to incentivize these owners to give black individuals coaching mm-hmm. and general managing positions. Okay, that is intense. I am yeah. mad, about still that, mad about that. And I am thankful right. that Nicole was able to come up with that <laughs> Ralph Ellison Invisible Man <laughs> piece because that hit the nail on its head. Okay, that's a good Thank one. Thank you. You're welcome. I am mad. Um, that was a deep one. Um, I'm mad that the XFL went bankrupt still. So um, we could just leave it at yours since my mad is kind of the same. I already was mad that the XFL went down, and I'm still mad about it. So that's it. That's everything for this week. Wow. Yeah. Good day. I know, right? Memorial Day, no less. Memorial Day. Um, thank you. Thank you. Once again, you're listening to Mad About Sports. Join us next week. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And that. do you have anything to add, Dad? No. I just want to... Th- well, I said no, but I just want to thank everybody for listening to us. In the, and uh, please be safe out there. Yes. Um, it's still, still a st- pandemic. Right. All right. Peace be with you. And with you, my friend. <laughs>